0: Coming up, the Cowboys blow out the Vikings and the Eagles survive a scare from Jeff Saturday's Colts. This is locked on game to game NFL. Every
1: game, every team, every angle locked on game to game your team
0: every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NFL. Local experts taking you from game to game in week 11 of the NFL season. I'm your host, Kainani Steven. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The Minnesota Vikings took part in the most exciting game of the year last week. Then they lost a really boring one at home to the Cowboys yesterday. A 40-3 to Dallas win made a big statement. And Locked On Cowboys and Vikings tell you what it means for both sides.
2: The Dallas Cowboys dominate in what was a must-win game in Minnesota, winning forty to three. Hi, I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, and the Cowboys needed a huge win this week after suffering a overtime loss to the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay for the Cowboys to come in against an eight and one team and deal a really really big loss by 37 points on the road was a huge statement for a team that goes into a Thanksgiving Day matchup against the Giants for second place in the NFC East and and still battling for a wild card spot but the Cowboys made the statement that they are here they are for real and if they could figure out a way to win the games that they should be favored in they could easily be waltzing to a double digit win season with at the very minimum a nice wild card play playoff ahead of them for more on the Cowboys make sure you check us out on the locked on Cowboys podcast and make sure you check out all the podcasts on the locked on podcast network your team every day
3: well that wasn't so great (laughs) the Vikings fall to eight and two by the hands of an absolute catastrophe Against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys steamroll the Vikings in just about every phase of everything. Forty to three is the final score. Could be a hundred to three, honestly, and I wouldn't have blinked the way the Vikings played. They lost in the trenches on offense and defense. TJ Hawkinson couldn't catch the ball. They couldn't protect Kirk Cousins. The run games on both sides. They couldn't tackle. Everything went wrong. Special teams went wrong. The Cowboys kicker made three. Kicks over 50 yards, including a 60 yarder he had to kick twice, and both of them went in. I mean, it's just everything. um It's one of those burn the tape kind of days. And it's the second one of those that they've had this year, the first one coming against Philadelphia, which also came before a short week. So now the Vikings have to look forward and say, all right, we've got a game in four days. We don't have the time to dwell on this, and let's see if we can't bounce back. That's going to have to be the mission here. There's not a lot more to learn about this one. Uh, but I guess Tony Pollard got like 165 yards from scrimmage and two breakaway touchdowns. The Vikings generated, I think, two stops in the entire game. They didn't generate one until the beginning or the the end of the third quarter. They did not stop. The Cowboys scored on each of their first seven possessions. Just a catastrophe. I could list stats like that for hours about this game. Might be better to just forget it entirely, but we will pick up the pieces on all of this over at Vikings, which you can find on youtube or free and available on every podcasting platform
0: the eagles almost lost their second game in a row in indianapolis yesterday as jeff saturday had his team taking the best team in the nfc onto the ropes for most of that game it took a fourth quarter comeback to get philly to nine and one and locked on eagles tells you how jalen hurts in the offense stepped up at the finish
4: fraudulent teams find ways to lose games Legitimate teams find ways to win. The Philadelphia Eagles found a way against the Indianapolis Colts. They get the 17-16 win to improve to 9-1. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. It was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. The Eagles found so many ways to potentially lose this game on the offensive side of the football. Key fumbles late in the fourth quarter. Other turnovers as well. Penalties consistently killing drives bad play calling but this Eagles defense refused to let this Eagles team lose. Incredible run from the defense all game and the offense finally waited till the very last minute but when they needed to make it happen, the Eagles defense gave them the ball back with 4 minutes to go. Quarterback Jalen Hurts drove the Eagles down the field for the go ahead rushing touchdown to take the lead 17 to 16. Say what you will about the offense, there were a lot of problems. QB1 was not one of those guys today. That's the exact situation you want to know he can overcome. Late in the game, down, fourth quarter, do or die drive, and it was one of Jalen's best drives of the year. His composure, his clutchness is truly impressive, but it was the defense as well. How about Brandon Graham with the key sack to end the game? The Eagles found a way. This is a huge character win, and they needed it as the NFC standings continue to heat up. The Eagles take it 17-16 in Indianapolis. I'm Louis DiBiase of Locked on Eagles.
0: The Patriots beat the Jets yesterday using about everything but offense. Neither team scored an offensive touchdown in the game, and the Patriots special teams got the only score of the match in the final minute to send New England out victorious. Locked on Patriots looks at the offensive struggles after New England escaped with a win over New York.
5: A star is born on the New England Patriots punt return team. Rookie cornerback Marcus Jones takes it 84 yards to the house, and the New England Patriots collect a 10-3 victory over the New York Jets in Week 11 at Gillette Stadium. The Pats move to 6-4 on the season and remain in playoff contention. And it was a wild one in New England. It was an interesting one in New England. The New England Patriots and the New York Jets locked in a 3-3 tie right up until the final two minutes of regulation. But Marcus Jones getting the punt return and taking it to the house for the Patriots secures the victory. Otherwise, New England struggled offensively. Matt Jones completing 23 of 27 passes, 246 yards, no interceptions, no touchdowns. Kicker Nick Full connected on a 24-yard field goal for the game's first points, but then he missed two from inside the 50. Yeah, it was that kind of game in Foxborough on Sunday, folks. However, a dominant defensive performance by the Pats, keeping the New York Jets in under 100 rushing yards and under 100 passing yards for the day, allowed the Patriots to get the win. But there's still a lot to collect, and there's still a lot to give on the offensive line. The New England Patriots might be without their team captain, David Andrews, who left this one with a painful thigh injury. Prognosis is not looking good. We'll continue to monitor that. But the New England Patriots clearly have some offensive work to do in a short week as they head to Minnesota to take on the Vikings on Thanksgiving night. We'll be breaking it down for you, all the action from Sunday's game, all the action from Thursday night's game, and so much more on the Lockdown Patriots podcast. So download, subscribe to, and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Lockdown Patriots, your team every day.
0: The Chargers may have blown the lead and possibly any chance at the division, but still they need to regroup and fight for a playoff spot the rest of the way. Locked on Chargers goes into the state of Los Angeles after the loss.
6: The Chargers offense and Justin Herbert failed some magic late, but it was Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City who got the last laugh. This is Daniel Wade from Locked On Chargers coming to you after the Chargers 30-27 defeat on Sunday Night Football, losing in primetime in back-to-back weeks for the Chargers who looked like they had saved their playoff chances in the fourth quarter, getting a four-point lead with just a minute and 46 seconds to go after Josh Palmer's go-ahead touchdown only for Kansas City to go right down the field and score the go-ahead touchdown with Travis Kelsey with 31 seconds remaining. Chargers offense could not respond, and the Chargers bowl another second-half lead after getting shut out last week against the 49ers. The Chargers get outscored 17-7 this week against the Chiefs and lose another big-time game that would go a long way in deciding whether or not this team makes the playoffs, who have basically erased all margin for error, falling to 5-5 five and five on the season. The Chargers defense was overmatched, but the Chargers offense actually had showed some signs of life. It was really, really frustrating to see them start the third quarter three straight scoreless drives for them in the second half, and it was just too little too late for the Chargers offense. But for the full-game breakdown, make sure to check out the Locked On Chargers podcast for free every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: The Broncos fell even further behind in their division by losing to the Raiders in overtime. Denver is now even with Vegas at the bottom of the AFC West. After a disaster of a start to the Russell Wilson era, Locked On Broncos wonders what they have to look forward to the rest of the season.
7: The Denver
3: Broncos suffer a gut-wrenching loss at home in overtime to the Las Vegas Raiders. What's left to evaluate the rest of the season for this team? I'm Cody York, host of Lockdown Broncos, and yet another disappointing loss for this Broncos football team as they lose in overtime to the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams now sit at 3-7. and seven. On the year. Not how anybody had anticipated for this Broncos football team here, but one change did occur for this upcoming season at Play Caller as Clint Kubiak took over play calling responsibilities in Sunday's action. The Broncos offense did some good things in the first half, but a couple of plays set them back, and also being unable to convert on third down in the second half impacted the Broncos. What is left to evaluate for the rest of the season after a disappointing three and seven start? You get that and much more on lockdown. Broncos free and available everywhere you get your podcast and audio format, or whether you watch on YouTube.
0: Coming up, the Rams lose again, and the Detroit Lions have the league's longest winning streak. This is locked on game to game NFL. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's a super simple way to play daily fantasy sports. What you need to do is you pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than Prize Picks projects them to, you can win up to 10 times your money. On any entry, you're not competing against anyone else. You're just competing against those predictions. You can download the Prize app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100 with our promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NFL. I'm your host Kenani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The New Orleans Saints put the reigning Super Bowl champs in an even deeper hole, dropping the Rams to three and seven on the season so far. In their first game, they played without Cooper Cup. Locked On Saints explains how Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill took New Orleans to a win.
7: The New Orleans Saints put together their best game of the season in their 27-20 win over the Los Angeles Rams. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked on Saints podcast. It was a little bit of Andy Dalton, a little bit of Taysom Hill helping to get it all done here in the Caesars Superdome against the Los Angeles Rams. And I'm calling it their best win of the season, but wait, Ross, they shut out the Las Vegas Raiders just three weeks ago. But hey, let's be real, that was aided by the play of the Las Vegas Raiders. The New Orleans Saints here had to adjust, they had to counterpunch, and they had to kind of bounce back against adversity in this game, all in the moment, and they got it. Done, And I think that's something that's very important, whether you're somebody that has punted on this season here in 2022 and you're looking ahead to 2023, 2024 already, or if you're still very much engaged in what's going on with the New Orleans Saints, Chris Olave, Taysom Hill, Caden Ellis, Paul Adebo, Alante Taylor, all young studs on this New Orleans Saints roster, which means the outlook, whether you're looking at this season or beyond, is still bright in the city of New Orleans. And this win against Los Angeles Rams, helps to prove it. For more on this win and more around your New Orleans Saints, make sure you tuned in to the Locked On Saints podcast, free and available on all podcast apps every single Monday through Friday. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day.
0: Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift ran all over the New York Giants yesterday afternoon, leading the Lions to their third straight win, and they knocked New York down to 7-3. and Locked On Giants looks over things after a second loss in three weeks, as New York third in the NFC East.
1: The New York Giants were blown out at home by the Detroit Lions, who mauled them 31-18. to 18. And while the Lions played well, the Giants didn't help their cause either, having played a sloppy and mistake-filled game. Hi, everybody. Patricia Trainer reporting. And the Giants spotted the Lions 17 first-half points alone on mistakes that included a defensive penalty on third down, that extended a scoring drive, an interception thrown by Daniel Jones, and a shank punt by punter Jamie Gillen. The Giants also didn't help themselves in the penalty department. They had seven penalties for 58 yards in the first half alone, finishing with eight for 63 yards in the game. And they proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're simply not good enough to overcome their mistakes. If that wasn't bad enough, the Giants were hit hard by injuries. They may have lost cornerback Adore Jackson on a punt for anywhere from three to five weeks, according to a report. Jackson injured his knee in the second quarter on a punt. And according to the scores, NFL insider Jordan Schultz, Jackson suffered a sprained MCL. Others who left the game with injuries included rookie rookie receiver Wendell Robinson with a knee injury, center John Feliciano with a neck injury, starting cornerback Fabian Moreau with a rib injury, offensive tackle Tyree Phillips, and defensive back Jason Pinnock with a jaw injury. The Giants won't have much time to sit around and lick their wounds as in four days they need to turn it around and head to Dallas for a Thanksgiving date, the first of five games against the NFC East. If the Giants aspire to keep their playoff hopes alive, they need to get a lot of stuff cleaned up in a short amount of time before things start to slip away. For more on this and all things New York Giants, keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast.
0: The Ravens and Panthers took a 3-3 tie into the fourth quarter before Baltimore scored 10 straight points to end the game as winners. Locked on Ravens goes into the hard-fought battle for the AFC North leaders.
8: A win is a win, and that's exactly what Baltimore did on Sunday in Week 11 against the Carolina Panthers. This is Kevin Ostrecker, the host over at Locked on Ravens. And while it wasn't pretty, it was a victory. Baltimore beats Carolina 13-3 in Week 11, moving their record to 7 in three and extending their winning streak to four. The offense did not get anything going until late in the game, but this was a gem of a defensive performance by the Baltimore defense and Mike McDonald's crew holding Carolina to three of 12 on third down, forcing three turnovers. Roquan Smith making his presence felt once again. Patrick Queen as well having a phenomenal game and this Baltimore team on defense has it all figured out. Hopefully the offense can follow. Baltimore did lose offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley and safety Kyle Hamilton to injuries in the game. Hopefully the official word on both of those are good but for now Baltimore continues to win continues to stack victories and they now face off against the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up in week 12. For more on the Baltimore Ravens and this team be sure to follow the Lockdown Ravens podcast and subscribe on YouTube part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Justin Fields put on another show with his running game for the Chicago Bears, but it wasn't enough to get Chicago a win. They suffered their fourth straight loss, this one to the Falcons in Atlanta. Locked on hosts from both of those teams recap Atlanta's first victory of November.
9: The Chicago Bears final drive in their 27-24 loss to the Atlanta Falcons was incompetence at every level. I'm Lauren Cox from the Locked on Bears podcast, and I'm still stupefied. You know, the Bears got the ball back with about a minute 50 left in the game. First play, three timeouts, quarterback sweep to the sideline. Justin Fields gets hurt. Incompetent play calling in that moment. Second down, quarterback is playing injured, shoulder injury. What do they call? Quarterback draw? Another incompetent decision there. Fields at least slides and takes a late hit afterwards. No flag, incompetent refereeing. Third down, finally throwing the ball when you need to. Fields under pressure, incompetent offensive line, throws to David Montgomery a little high, but in between his hands, not able to catch the ball, incompetent receiving. It's intercepted. It's stupefying at all three levels. And we've got a lot to break down here on the Locked On Bears podcast, wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Falcons get a lift from their defense and special
10: teams to get a win in week eleven. I'm Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons. The Falcons prevailed 27-24 over the Chicago Bears in Week 11. Thanks to a solid day from the defense and special teams, they sealed their win with an interception from safety Jalen Hawkins on an overthrow from Bears quarterback Justin Fields in the fourth quarter. And it's the third time this year the Falcons have gotten a victory off a game-sealing interception. And the Falcons defense beat up Fields, sacking him four times. And they were also able to hold him to just 20, 85 yards rushing. And that seems like a lot in a vacuum, but is pretty impressive for the Falcons defense, given that Fields has averaged nearly double that amount the past two weeks. The Falcons also got a big boost from special teams, with Cordero Patterson setting the new all time record for the most kickoff returns in an NFL career, taking one back to the house for 103 yards in the second quarter. For more coverage, Of the now five and six Falcons follow Locked On Falcons, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Joe Burrow dropped four touchdowns on their rival, the Steelers, just enough to get the Bengals a road win over Pittsburgh. Locked On Bengals and Steelers recap how things played in the AFC North matchup.
11: The Cincinnati Bengals get a win in the division they badly needed as they ride a dominant second half to victory in Pittsburgh. I'm Jake Lisko from the Locked On Bengals podcast. And Joe Burrow, despite his two interceptions on the day, one of which was a tip pass and the other was a freak and fluky play from T.J. Watt, picking it off as he was falling down at the line of scrimmage. He was excellent in this game. Four touchdowns, three of those to Samaje Piran, who also had a career day, especially as a receiving back. And that's important with Joe Mixon leaving the game with a head injury. Samaj P. Ryan might experience some additional playing time in the near future. But Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase was excellent finding T. Higgins for a monster game, spreading the ball around to his running backs, to Trenton Irwin up off the practice squad, who also had a nice game, and credit the defense in the second half after a rocky first half. A lot of that to do with the starting field position for the Steelers being very positive in the second half, the Bengals' defense, until absolute garbage time when the game was decided, was lights out. Trey Hendrickson turned it on in the second half in a big, big way, and that was a big reason that this team held the Steelers after they started the game 5.07 on third downs to several straight three and outs while they took a commanding lead in the second half. For more on the Bengals, check out Locked On Bengals where James Rapine and I have you covered every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
12: I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers Podcast, and this is your Locked On Now update after the Steelers have lost 37-30 to to the Cincinnati Bengals here at Acrisure Stadium. Just moments ago, the Steelers got out, went into their locker room frustrated after this loss, knowing that they had their chances, they had moments where they could have executed better, and they didn't. The Bengals came out and executed their game plan almost flawlessly at times, though the Steelers did get two interceptions. Still, Joe Burrow, four touchdown passes, 355 yards through the air, um, and was able to connect a lot to key positions and what was the key here by my eyes it was the matchups he kept going after Arthur Maulet, Robert Spillane guys that he liked get up against T Higgins up against Sam Perrine there were there were chances for this offense to succeed he also avoided going deep down the field and testing and giving Minka Fitzpatrick the, the opportunities to make plays on the ball big plays there by Joe Burrow were the story of the game on the flip side the Steelers offense actually produced in the first half got 20 points didn't see that coming, but then they reverted to how they've been the most of this year and they fell off in the second half, only having several three-and-outs, only getting a field goal until the very end where they got a touchdown, went for an onside kick, and had a chance to kind of keep the game alive there. But the biggest things that I take away f- f- from this, one, you see the weak spots of the defenses and how they were targeted. We were hoping to see more of that three-safety set that we've were that we been seeing with the Steelers in practices. It didn't show that much in this game because Arthur Maulet and Robert Splain were still picked at a bunch. By this defense. The other aspect of this, the Steelers' pass rush, not doing enough. Two sacks on Joe Burrow were, were good enough. And TJ Watt did get, get an interception. They was good enough to keep the Steelers in after a while, but they needed to get charged late and they didn't. Yes, we could talk about holding, we could talk about TJ Watt being tackled on key plays, but the bottom line is this Steelers' defensive front is supposed to fight through those moments and they didn't do it enough. The Bengals did a bit better better job of doing that. I think what's one thing we look at though, you look at this Steelers' offense and its lack of consistency and it is still concerning, especially in the second half. If they got a big play, you saw the flea flicker call and how it didn't work. The Steelers might be finding some strength. Najee Harris, 90 yards on the ground, also had 26 yards through the air, as a 100-plus yard day for him overall, also had two touchdowns, was arguably the Steelers' best player in this game. But still not enough going behind that. Kenny Pickett, 25 of 42 Two sacks, one touchdown. Didn't throw the the killer interception, but still didn't do enough in this game to capitalize on key moments. All in all, Steelers still a team that is struggling and figuring themselves out. They're now 3-7, and but they have to turn it on soon. They got the Indianapolis Colts next week. We'll talk more about this game on the full episode of Locked On Steelers coming out later tonight. Again, I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Check out the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and especially YouTube.
0: That's all for today on Locked On Game-to-Game NFL. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Make sure that you subscribe to Locked On NFL and, of course, your team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever else you choose to get your podcasts from. I'm Kenani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game-to-Game.